Nessun Dorma from the opera Turn Dot. I will conquer, I will conquer. Welcome to Healthy Vision, the talk radio show that helps you conquer your vision loss. Dr. Edward Condrett is a board-certified ophthalmologist and homeopathic doctor, author of seven best-selling books. Healthy Vision is dedicated to bring you the latest information for a lifetime of healthy sight and to help you conquer your eye problems. And now your host, Dr. Edward Condrett. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, I hope you can hear me. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Uh, yeah, okay, great. Thanks, uh, Diane. Um, and uh, before I begin, I'm going to open open things up for questions. Uh, but I discovered something very shocking, and I, I really have to share it with all of you. And um, this is all due to a patient that sent me a link to a video that was a recording of Dr. Uh, Kenobi. But anyway, um, and, and also at the same time, I am um, uh, doing research for my book, Homeopathic Ophthalmology. And so one of the things that I have been doing, I've been researching the ophthalmology literature from the early 1800s to the present uh, date. And uh, the ophthalmoscope, this is the device that, you know, the eye doctor looks inside your eye, was developed in 1850. So in 1850, eye doctors were able to look inside the eye. Now, the shocking thing is this, and you may not believe this, there was no cases of macular degeneration from 1850 to 1920. It's not listed in the literature. It's like an unknown disease. And, you know, how can this be? And it wasn't like the eye doctors weren't able to recognize it. I looked through color atlas and drawings of eye doctors that they did in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Not one case of macular degeneration. So Dr. Kenobi feels, and I agree with him, it's all due to our diet. And, you know, I kind of harp with all my patients over and over again. Food is your best medicine. And everybody thinks, you know, I need a shortcut, uh, something, a, pull, uh, a magical pill, a vitamin. The other thing that Dr. Kenobi has researched that vitamins actually shorten your life expectancy, which is another shocking thing for me. I know that there's a lot of toxic vitamins out there and Sometimes you think what you're taking is going to benefit you. So the summary is this. What changed in our diet from 1850 to the present date? Well, we now have polyunsaturated oils. We have margarine. We have Crisco. We have all these preservatives. And all these things are contributing to macular degeneration. So I really think that those of you that are suffering from macular degeneration, I'm in contact with Dr. Kenobi, and I have invited him to be a guest on my Healthy Vision podcast. So, you know, you'll be able to uh, spend uh, uh, an hour with him, hearing his opinion and asking him uh, questions. So believe it or not, you should not be cooking with any oils. No oils. You know what the best thing to cook with is? Butter. <laughs> and we've all been taught that butter is bad. But I found out that Procter and Gamble uh, developed a relationship with the American Heart Association. And they began marketing that margarine is, is good for your cardiovascular system. It's a poison. Same thing with Crisco, all these things. So good old-fashioned butter. If you're going to cook with something, butter. And if anything has a label on it, don't eat it. And I know that uh, a lot of you are saying, but Dr. Conrad, I, I got bad vision. I can't read a label. Well, if it has a label on it, you shouldn't eat it. We got to get back to our ancestral diet. 
and people talk it as the paleo diet, the carnivore diet, that actually shifting those things, um, you know, are, are going to be extremely beneficial for us. So I'll keep you posted on this information. Um, but I, I think that um, it all comes down to the fact that food is our best medicine. And you got to make those changes in your, um, your diet and uh, your lifestyle. You are what you eat. All right, so I'd like to open it up uh, for uh, questions. And the way we can conduct this is you can, let's see. I think the chat is open. All right. Yeah, you can either uh, chat me a question or um, you can raise your hand. You can turn your video on and raise your hand if you want to talk to me. All right, Elaine, hello. Elaine, you have to unmute yourself. Thank you. I appreciate the Zoom. Thank you. Uh, how oh, long... I appreciate you being here. <laughs> God bless you. How long can a person take lactesis safety, safe, safely? Oh, my goodness. I've had patients take it for four or five years. Okay. I, 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 I'm not familiar with all of that. Uh, and I'm so sens sensitive to chemicals. I'm highly... Uh, extremely uh, sensitive to chemicals. Would there be another way to take the uh, heavy metals like nail tests or hair analysis instead of taking the pills? Uh, hair analysis is very inaccurate. And um, I, I would say that if you're very sensitive, I would just begin a chelation program. Chances are you do have heavy metals. And remember, the whole purpose of the urine test is to determine your level of heavy metals. But I would say the majority of my patients um, do have some form of heavy metals. In fact, you can't avoid it. You know, heavy metals are everywhere. Um, you know, many of us grew up at a time when we had leaded gasoline, leaded paint, leaded pencils. Uh, it's in our water. We're breathing it. Um, so I, I would just say, if you're afraid to take the challenge test, the urine challenge test, uh, just begin some type of chelation program. I have, I have extreme reactions and I'm afraid even in a doctor's office, he was afraid when it happened, he didn't know what to do with me. So I'm, I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, well, I can understand that, but uh, you may want to start out a low dose of chelation. You know, Thank it may be an oral, we have oral, uh, capsules now and just maybe take a, one half of a capsule see and, how you react and the last question i have is after we have your three-month therapy uh is there a way to continue with you oh yeah uh-huh we have our continued care program but this is actually this meeting we're having right now is for prospective patients not existing patients okay that it was so it's mainly mainly for people that are um you know, not familiar with my program that have some general questions. So you're kind of at a more advanced level. All right. Thank you. Sorry to okay. be a bother today. No, no, you're not a bother. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Sue, I, I see your hand up. Uh, hi, you have to unmute yourself. Hi, Sue. Hi, how are you, Dr. Condra? Uh, pretty I, good. I have a question um, or two rather. I had to get the Vastin injections for my retinal degeneration because I had uh, bleeds behind the retina. Does this build up in your system? Because I think I had to have like close to 54 injections over the last like maybe 10 years. Well, I'll tell you what, it breaks my heart to hear a story like that. I think 
And I hate to say this, I think the injections are a big scam. They're making big pharma a lot of money. The injections will help maybe the first couple of months, but long-term injections. In fact, there was a five-year study. They looked at patients receiving injections for five years and not one of them at the end of five years had better vision, not one. So you have macular degeneration and I would definitely look at the foods you're putting in your body. Are you eating foods with a label? Are you margarine? Are you cooking with oils? No, I cook with butter. I get my foods down at the farmer's market. I'm very fussy what meats I even get. Um, now, let me ask you this. When did you start changing your diet? Oh, I've been doing that like all my life. Well, they told me I don't have macular. My macular is clear. It's the retina. And that's due to my severe myopia, my nearsightedness. Because well, told it's, a, it's told a different, I would, have to, I would have to look at your records, but you don't have classes. You have my records. And we when did you send them, them in? We sent them, uh, we had talked to Chris on Thursday and she said you would review my records. I think Bob got an yeah. email saying that you did review them. So no, they did review them. I oh, sent them by way of email them. and I also sent them by way of fax, but I got no confirmation that- Well, they're probably, they're probably on my list. Okay. The other thing is um, I don't like to hear from patients that they've been trying to contact the office and they haven't been able to talk to Chris. That upsets me uh, because we have a simple method and I'm going to type it in. Go to freeconsult.us, F-R-E-E, -E, consult dot U-S. And you actually schedule a half hour time to talk to Chris because she's really not that busy. But chances when you call, she may not be on the phone with me discussing a case or she may be talking to another patient. And then she calls you back and you don't answer. So the best way is, it's very simple. Go to www.freeconsult.us. And I, I put that in the chat. And you'll be able to talk to her. But usually once I get the records, I have a 24-hour turn of time. I review the records and then I give her the, um, you know, my summary. Uh -huh. So that's the best way to handle that. Okay. My second question is about the chelation. I'm like the first woman, Elena, highly, highly sensitive to any chemical. I mean, like, it depends on the chemical, but I'll actually go into a severe reaction. If you do the, <clears throat> do the urinalysis thing, I guess you what take DMO or DSO or whatever. Is that like a liquid? Is that like a chemical thing that- It's a pill. It's the pill that you take. And then once again, if you're extremely sensitive. Mm -hmm. Now, here's, people that have a extreme sensitivity, uh, the analogy is when we're born, we have an empty rain barrel. You know what a rain barrel is, it collects water. And as we accumulate toxins in our body, that rain barrel begins to fill. Uh -huh. And if your toxic load is filled to the brim, that's when you're extremely sensitive. So people that they take a whiff of perfume or they <laughs> expose to something, they have a major reaction. You have an extremely high toxic load. Okay. I know you're telling me that your diet is pristine. You know, something's going on with your body. Right. You may think your diet is pristine, but you may be putting something into your body over many years that have been toxic to you. It's just uh, impossible. Right. It, it's everything. Everything. I mean, the 1850s and the early 1900s, <laughs> symptoms that you're having were unheard of. Right. It has to do with the toxins in our environment. Now, it could be something like I've had, I have a lot of patients that have been exposed to, um, the smart meters or Wi-Fi, you know, we're being bombarded um, with uh, toxins, uh, uh, electromagnetic toxins. 
And that could be a contributing factor. I had a lady that was going blind uh, for macular degeneration and we were doing some detective work and it began, you know, so many years ago and, and lo and behold, that's when a smart meter was installed in her home and that smart meter was located right outside her bedroom wall, yep. right outside. Mm -hmm. The other problem is um, cell phones. You know, mm -hmm. it has mm -hmm. the harmful uh, electromagnetic uh, energy. Light toxicity. I mean, there's so many things that we're being bombarded with. Well, I know I have a very high sensitivity and you can't get away from them now. This, this is how it is. The LED lights, they actually white out my vision that I already had the poor vision. But if I'm in a room where they have those, you know, high intensity LED lights, I'm like almost like blinded out by them. Oh, here's a question here. Is whey protein powder bad for your eyes? Oh my God, it's a synthetic powder. It has soy bean. That's another thing. You should avoid all soy products. Soy beans are toxic. Why? 90% of the soy beans are genetically modified. We're putting poison in our body. I used to think that soy milk was healthy for you, but it's probably the worst thing you can put in. Here's a question here. At what point do you recommend cataract surgery for someone? Um, I think that the number one question you should ask, if you are limited in terms of your functional ability, uh, I'm 73 and I have cataracts. Uh, and every time I go to the doctor, they're salivating. They want to do surgery on me. But I say no. Why? I can function. Hey, I could, you know, I may need glasses to read now, and I do have trouble driving at night, but I'm able to function. Yeah, cataract surgery might improve my vision a little bit, but anytime you have an operation, you want to look at the risk benefit. What are the risks? What are the benefits? Now, if I was totally blind and I couldn't function, then the risks would far, uh, the benefits would far exceed the risks. But what are the risks with cataract surgery? Why you get have an infection to go blind? I'm convinced that um, cataract surgery does accelerate the development of macular degeneration and other eye problems. There's a shock to your eye. God gave you a lens and he gave it to you for a reason. If you remove it, I think you're gonna have problems. But on the other hand, if you're disabled and can't function, um, then that can be um, a, an indication to have the surgery. But even then, I would first begin alternative therapies to try to reverse it. Because we're trying to treat the underlying cause of the cataract. What caused the cataract? And the, the big cause is poisons that we're putting in our body, in particular sugar and um, refined uh, flour. They're the two big poisons. Um, you know, you should avoid all sugar and all, all refined flour. So I don't know, Sue, if that was, is part of your diet, sugar and refined flour, but uh, all these things. And that's one of the reasons why I like homeopathy, because homeopathy can sometimes help no. that underlying <laughs> sensitivity that you have. We asked you about your... Oh, your right. Uh, Diane. Hi. So that was my question, and um, uh, I I've used even therapeutic diets, and uh, for twenty years had no medical treatment for breast cancer because I was able to reverse the tumor that way. So I'm like all about the things you're talking about, and have had success with them, and still, and I also. Uh, improved my vision. I studied with Mayor Schneider and uh, I started wearing eyeglasses at eight when I was in my 40s was the first time I could pass a driver license exam 
without glasses and I didn't have to wear glasses for a number of years. So I'm, I'm, I know what you're talking about, you know, in terms of lifestyle. And at the same time, I can't get a handle on this. My cataract is worse in my right eye and it's getting to where I can't recognize things sometimes and, and stuff like that. And I think there's a lot of emotional content to the problem in addition to the physiological. I also think our soils are depleted, so it's hard to even get everything from food sometimes, you know, in addition to the, the toxins that are in them. Yeah, so, you're, right about, you're right about the soil. Uh, I read a great book called Top Soil and Civilization. Mm-hmm. The decline of great civilizations uh, is related to the decline in the topsoil. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately so I don't know. in the US, our topsoil is horrible. Yeah. So if you have any insights in a situation like this where, you know, um, I, I mean, limited function, I can see and whatnot, but there's, it's causing a lot of tension and stress in my whole body to, for my eyes to struggle. So yeah, well, that's why, that's why I like homeopathy. Yeah. Homeopathy not only treats the physical, but the emotional. And I do, do believe that many diseases, if not every disease, you know, begins on the emotional body first. You and know, so in, another- Chinese, in Chinese medicine, um, the liver and the eye are related. And mm-hmm. the liver is the emotion for frustration and anger. Mm-hmm. And of course, living in our modern society, we have so much frustration and so much anger. Everybody's angry. <laughs> Angry at so, the Republicans, angry at the Democrats, angry at this. And, you know, it's like, my God, there's so much anger. And I'm very responsive to homeopathy. So that piece of your, your program really appealed to me. And that brings the question, is it possible to go into it piece by piece and not, you know, like, could I do the homeopathic part of it? Oh, yeah, sure. And what we do is you can do the homeopathy first. And then later on, if you decide, you want to do the whole program, the money that you paid for the homeopathic will reduce it. Okay. The other thing, listen, I I was surprised in the 1850s, the homeopathic ophthalmologists were using microcurrent. They didn't call it microcurrent, they called it galvanic therapy. I was surprised. I thought like I was one of the original pioneers using microcurrent. Guys were doing it in the 1850s. It's crazy. So they were using galvanic therapy. They were using homeopathic remedies along with a form of microcurrent to help, you know, improve vision problems. So the problem is it's tough to get the right homeopathic remedy. Um, You know, when we get the right homeopathic remedy, I mean, true miracles occur. I mean, it occurred with me. I had severe asthma. I was an emotional wreck. I almost died twice. But it wasn't until I took the third homeopathic remedy, mm-hmm. my asthma was cured. Not only was my asthma cured, I had a mental and emotional shift. I began to look at life differently. So I love it when people get the right homeopathic remedy and they say, Dr. Kondrat, I don't know what you gave me, but I've never felt so good about myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine a feeling, just feeling good about yourself you know, not having worries, anxieties, and all these things. And that's the goal with homeopathy. But we can, we can piecemeal it. Thank you. Okay, thanks for joining us. Oh, and I do like the Bates method. Uh, Because, you know, our body is an electromagnetic system. And when you do palming, it's kind of like a poor man's microcurrent. (laughs) You know, you're putting your body's electrical energy into your eye. Robert, how are you? Good to see you. Oh, you have to unmute. How's that, better? Yeah, I saw you stretching earlier. <laughs> yes, well, it's, it's nine o'clock at night over here. Uh-huh. And it's been a long week. But um, I I did talk to Chris uh, a week or so ago, 
And she said before I could have a, a consult with you that I needed to get new scans. Now, my ophthalmologist said years ago, hey, look, there's no point in giving you any more scans because I know the situation, it's untreatable and has been for quite some time. So I suppose my first question is before I send in the records, she said, look, there's no point in sending in the records till you send in fresh scans. Is there actually any point in sending? I also live in uh, remote Western Australia. So it's, it's quite an effort to go and get some scans. Are those scans necessary before you can do an assessment? Well, if I have a copy of your records, um, I can probably do an assessment. Uh, I always yeah. like to see the scans because I like all the material in front of me before we talk about your problem. But if that's yeah. a hangup, uh, then as long as I have a good copy of your records with your diagnosis and the doctor's findings. Uh, yeah, I can, I can send those, well, on Monday, I suppose, now. Yeah, and then we um, can schedule a time to talk. The, the other thing, apropos of your, uh, of your comment about palming being uh, the poor man's microcurrent, and I, I did read your book, or got the computer to read it to me, um, uh, and, and you were recommending a vibration plate machine, which I do use uh, for a lot of my exercise. Um, and, and the other day I thought, well, maybe it's a good idea to, to palm while I'm sitting on the microplate, on the uh, vibration plate machine. Do you recommend that? Uh, it would take a little bit coordination because aren't you shaking? Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, it's, if you sit right, it's just a very tiny little tremble on your, on your face. Well, here's the um, thing, when you do the palming, it should be a form of meditation. Uh, well, I think um, in that manner, I've been a meditator for about 40 years. So I, I think I can do the same. I, I, I was, I read in your book about the Bates method. I, I, I thought that was basically for lens problems. Um, but I thought, well, I'll try it anyway. And, uh, and then, so I have been palming since I read your book. But um, then I thought, oh, well, why not sit on the vibration plate machine? It's, it's not a uh, oscillator, it's a straight up and down one. So it's quite easy to sit on it. It only moves um, a few mil, really. Yeah, uh, well, and, I think and, if, you have, if you have time constraints, you can multitask and do both. <laughs> yeah, the right. feeling is that um, you're much better off doing palming in a quiet, uh, relaxed, uh, you know, your arm should be resting on a table. Uh, yeah, well, I, I kind of do it either resting on a table or or in bed with a, a pillow on the chest and yeah, like that. And then also yeah. while you're doing it, it should be quiet and maybe have positive affirmations, prayer, uh, you oh, know, yeah, visualization. Yeah, yeah. Stem cells unite and restore my sight. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like um, that. But um, so, so really, I, I could just send in my records on Monday. Um, you know, they're, they're from uh, somebody who started the Lion's Eye Institute here, who has the reputation as being one of the best ophthalmologists, if not the best in the Southern Hemisphere. And um, what part of Australia do you live? Uh, Perth. So it's Professor Ian Constable. Never heard yeah, of I've never, I've been to Bri uh, uh, Brisbane and Sydney, but never on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I was brought up in Sydney. But, know, um, most people think that Australia is a small island, but you can fit all of the United States inside of Australia. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, what from from Sydney to, to Perth is um, three and a half thousand kilometers. So. It's like four four time zones, huh? Yeah. Yeah, uh, three. Three. Except Western Australians are a bit crazy. They don't have daylight saving, so it's almost four these days in, and when, when we've got daylight saving on. But uh, just uh, to, to let your other patients come in, I, I, I wasn't even sure why I got a link to this, given I had a conversation with you 
that was really my main question up till now. Do I are those scans absolutely necessary, or can I send you the other records from the ophthalmologist? Yeah, we like we like to have the scans, and then yeah. it depends on your condition. You know, uh, well, untreatable according you know to uh, the last few years. Uh, macular degeneration. Yeah, sometimes with glaucoma, uh, we yeah. like to um, see a scan because it gives us the idea of the severity of your glaucoma. Uh, uh, well, I mean, on that matter, uh, my optometrist actually um, recommended um, a couple of years ago that uh, even though I possibly would have had to have an operation for glaucoma in, in 10 years' time, that I have one just to let in a bit more light um, because it really is quite serious, the, the mm -hmm. macular degeneration. Um, you know, my latest referral from my or report to my doctor from uh, almost a year ago was he's reached the stage where he needs uh, vision aids mm -hmm. um, other than glasses, obviously. Um, so it is fairly severe and, you know, pronounced untreatable by... Uh, quite a few ophthalmologists because I have had different opinions. Well, I'll look forward to getting your records and then you and I can chat. Yeah, great. Okay, well, I might sign off now, um, but but thanks very much for your time. Okay, and, well, uh, uh, good night. Sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> have a good night. See you. Good night, everybody. Okay, we have a question here. Um, how does light therapy help with macular edema? Also, if edema left untreated for a while, can it lead to permanent vision loss? I don't want steroids. Well, light therapy can be very um, remarkable to helping with the macular edema. Um, you know, we use the syntonic light therapy, and you can Google syntonic light therapy to find out more about that. But basically, when we uh, open up our eyes, there are certain wavelengths that go into our eye, and the retinal pigment epithelium and the hemoglobin absorb these uh, photons, which can cause a physiological change in the body. Anytime you have edema or swelling, it's probably due to an imbalance in our autonomic nervous system. When you have inflammation, uh, it's an overactivity of the sympath sympathetic. So we want to put certain wavelengths of light into your eye to reduce that inflammation. I'm not saying that it's going to cure your macular edema, but it can be very, very helpful. Also, uh, microcurrent can be very beneficial. We're sending in certain frequencies to reduce the edema along with homeopathy. So we kind of use that trifecta to treat your condition, homeopathy, microcurrent, and light. On the other hand, anytime you have a condition, we always want to know what is the underlying cause? Why did you develop the macular edema? Is it related to diabetes? Is it due to a vascular problem? Is it due to toxicity? Uh, is it due to stress? So we not only just treat the physical problem, we want to know the underlying cause too. So it's, you know, we're looking at both sides. We're looking at the cause and also what's going on. All right, let's see here. Oh, here, somebody said to me that I've been doing the treatment for two years. It's not working. My vision is getting worse. And you promised me improvement. Well, number one, anything you do in medicine, there's never a guarantee. Statistically, about 80 to 90 percent of my patients will have an improvement, but I never guarantee uh, that this will work uh, because we're dealing with the health issue, and sometimes it requires a detective work. Um, and you know, not you know, the microcurrent is not going to be beneficial if your body's dehydrated and if you're toxic and you don't really change your diet. So it's a multifactorial approach. We just, you know, there's no instant cure. And I'm here 
um, to help all of you the best way I can. And I'm constantly learning. And I do learn from my patients. And anytime a patient that's not getting better, I look at it as a challenge. Maybe we have to change the homeopathic remedy. Maybe we have to change some of the frequencies with the microcurrent. Maybe it's the wrong light therapy. Maybe you your lead is off the chart. You know, if your lead's off the chart and you have a poor diet, you can do microcurrent every day for 10 years and you're not going to get better. Kidney and liver cleanse, does that help? Yeah, kidney and liver cleanse will help any eye problem because as I mentioned in Chinese medicine, the liver is, is tied into the eye. And uh, if you're doing acupuncture, typically the acupuncture doctor will, will be treating the liver, different liver meridians to help your eye. Does turning on the night light on your computer at night and iPhone turn off the blue light? Yeah. Uh, blue light is toxic to the eye at night. We need blue light during the day. That's why God made the sky blue and the ocean blue. We need blue light during the day, but we cannot use blue light at night. You have to avoid blue light at night. There's some computers now that have a night shift. During the day, the screen is bluish, and at night, it turns to red. I have an iPhone, and there's a setting on the iPhone where it has a night shift that goes from a blue screen to a red screen. But my advice to you is studies have shown that in order to really help regenerate your eye, you should avoid all light at night. In other words, when the sun sets, um, uh, you know, ancestrally with our physiology, we're meant to be in darkness. So when the sun set, you should avoid any light at all. If you do need to use light, it should be at the red spectrum. Avoid the blue spectrum. Uh, they do sell glasses. They're called blue black blockers, where they block uh, the blue spectrum at night. So why is the blue spectrum bad for you? Well, the blue spectrum has a much higher energy. And in order to have good visual functioning, you need to have um, time for your eye to regenerate. That's why uh, I think that, you know, rest is important. You need to have that rest. Close your eyes at night. You need to rest. Oh, there's a question here about contact lenses related to cataracts. I, I think that, and the person here is 52, everybody over the age of 50 begins to get a cataract. It's a common physiological change in the eye. As we get older, we develop skin changes, pigment changes. And so the human lens, when we're born is crystal clear, but as you get older, it begins to get a little harder and it starts to change. Um, so that's when it's important when you do reach the age of 50 or for that matter, any age, you got to be, begin to look at things that uh, are causing the cataract to progress. So I mentioned, you know, all the toxins in our diet, like sugar, uh, refined flour, um, you know, the oils, the toxic oils, the margarine, all these things. In addition, uh, there's some alternative doctors that feel that cataracts uh, are a form of scurvy. Uh, it's called focal scurvy. No one develops scurvy in the U.S. now because we're getting small amounts of vitamin C. In fact, they even have vitamin C in Fruit Loop cereal. Um, so we're not seeing scurvy, but we're seeing focal scurvy. In focal scurvy, cataracts, macular degeneration, periodontal disease, and heart disease. So when you are under stress, your body needs more vitamin C. Humans and guinea pigs are the only two mammals that cannot manufacture their own vitamin C in their body, which is kind of shocking. A human under stress cannot manufacture any vitamin C. Uh, years ago, I had some goats uh, and I found out that a goat under stress can produce 100 grams of vitamin C a day. Can you believe that? 
100 grams. So I think if you are under stress and you do have a, a physical problem, you do need more vitamin C. Uh, and uh, for some of my cataract patients, I recommend that they take three grams of vitamin C a day. In addition to avoiding all the toxins. Okay, if, if we're not answering your emails, it could be because your emails are going into spam. How many of you have an a, a email and you get hundreds of emails a day and most of them you don't even read? So we get hundreds of emails a day. Like I said, if you do want to contact the office and we're not answering your emails, go to www.freeconsult.us. You schedule a time, Chris will give you a call. That should eliminate any issues that you have with the office. Okay, let's see here. Any other questions here? I'm looking here. Oh, a good question here. Should we avoid wearing sunglasses? Um, that's a good question. You know, we need ultraviolet light. Uh, one of the biggest deficiencies that people are hearing about is that everybody has a vitamin D deficiency. In fact, alternative doctors have talked about vitamin D deficiency is related to cancer, macular degeneration, all sorts of problems. So if you're not getting enough ultraviolet light exposure, you will have a vitamin D deficiency. So I do think that it is important to get a certain amount of ultraviolet light. Uh, and I think a lot depends on where you live. If you're living in Phoenix, Arizona in the summertime, you're gonna get a tremendous amount of sun exposure. But if you're here in Pennsylvania, where I am right now, we have cloudy days and rainy and we get very little sun, but I do think you need ultraviolet. I usually don't wear sunglasses during the day if I'm outdoors, unless I'm going to be spending a lot of time outdoors. So it is important to get a proper amount of ultraviolet light. In fact, uh, I believe that lack of ultraviolet light can be a cause of uh, macular degeneration and other eye problems. So we do need ultraviolet light. Oh, Sue, your hand's up. You have another question? <clears throat> yeah, we sent... Uh, information. We got the consult with Chris and everything. We sent her my records. How do we know if she got them through the email? We faxed them and emailed them because you said of the spam. Well, you'd have to um, set up a consult, go to free consult and see if she got them or call them. Well, she, oh, okay. Cause she had called us on Thursday. I had the consult mm -hmm. and she told us, you know, to send the through email and we did fax so we have to call her again to see if she got the records well you sent it or your eye doctor did we did we did i made sure i had the records and, sent and when it. did you send it thursday of this the 27th well it was just two days ago we'll give her some yeah. time oh okay you know we we're just we were just figuring out if she got them or not because we didn't get any you know, confirmation on well, it. Usually if you email it, you'll get a bounce or something like that. Oh, okay. Nope, we didn't get it. No, we didn't get that. All right. My husband takes care of all the computer stuff because I can't see it. So. Well, let me just see. I'm going to open up my email. What was, because I get all the, um, when you send something to info, it comes into me too. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was sent in reply to Chris's information that she okay, sent. What was in the what was in the message? She just sent us that uh, this is the emails to send everything to to send your records, and then I just responded to that. Yeah, but what was in the um, from? It was, was from it? her, Chris. 
No, but it was in your last was name or what? Because I, I can't search Chris. I'll get a thousand different emails. It had to be your last name. What is your last name? The last name is Fotzinger, but I don't know if it'd be under that. I'm trying to think. No, uh, I can search all the emails to see if we got it right now. Okay. It'd be under Susan Fotzinger. I'll do or Susan. I, or I could give you the email address if that would help. Yeah, Susan Foxinger. Um, yep, I see it. Attach our Susan record. So she did get them. Okay, okay that's what we mean. You. I'll ask him the second. Well, good. And my him. second question is you said you're in Pennsylvania. Do you have an office by any chance in Pennsylvania? No, right now my wife and I are doing a lot of traveling. I'm in Pennsylvania now visiting grandkids. Oh, okay. So I do not, I do not have a physical office. Right, we're in Pennsylvania. Where? <laughs> we're in Pennsylvania. Uh, Bethlehem. Up, oh, I know where it is, but I'm at the other end of the state. I'm in West Newton, mm. uh, forty oh, okay. miles south of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Now uh, I'm doing everything online. You know, okay. at one time we had a program where people would come to our office for a week, mm -hmm. and they would stay for a week, would do IVs, would do treatments every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a fairly expensive program. It was it was twenty four thousand. Uh, but then when COVID hit, we decided to make this uh, uh, a home program online. And now with Zoom, and mm -hmm. in fact now we're able to reprogram your machine online. So the technology has helped, and we greatly reduced the cost of the program. Uh, we decided to only make it a three month program because I find that most people who signed up for the year program, I didn't hear from them after three months. They were doing okay, they never did their follow-up. So we said, let's reduce the cost, let's make the program for three months. That'll take care of most of the people, mm -hmm. but if you're still having problem and you could sign up for an additional year. So it's worked It's worked out well. And I, I, have, I meet with all the patients that sign up twice a month. Uh, you can actually meet with me just about um, every week, if you want to, every week I'm doing something. <laughs> and so, you know, it's not just talking to Chris. Right. You know, if you have a problem, um, come on this meeting like you, like you are right now. Okay. Uh, and then also the free consult. I mean, it's not necessary for you to sign up with a free consult, but. Most of the times, Chris will be able to answer your phone call. Mm -hmm. But if she's on another call, you know, you're going to have to leave a message. Right. You know, she's busy. Right. But I looked at our schedule with free consult, and every day, there's probably about five or six openings. So if you go to free consult, it's not like you have to wait a month mm -hmm. to talk to her. So hopefully that'll be helping. Oh, thank you. Oh, my last question then would be, I'm taking like certain supplements, vitamins, whatever. I know you made a comment that um, like sometimes it could be poison to some people. I noticed on certain supplements, I've actually stopped taking them because I didn't feel good on them. Should I just stop taking the vitamins or continue or I'm like at a crossroads with that. Well, the only, the only vitamin that I'm recommending right now is something called Ocufolin. Oh. I'll type that in a chart, Ocufolin. It's actually a medical grade food, Ocufolin. And we seem to be getting some pretty good results because it's kind of shocking. I mean, I had to discontinue my vitamin line because they detected some low levels of lead in the products. In the last batch of vitamins I got that were manufactured, there was a warning label that stated low levels of lead might be in this container. <laughs> I mean, in good conscience, I, I couldn't be selling it to my patients with that right on the bottle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think um, Dr. Kenobi is right you know, many of the vitamins we're taking are not really helping us. They could be making our eye and our health worse. 
Wow. So it's it's kind of scary. I think that yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to trust. You don't know what to trust. No, not it's in today's okay. world. Wait, does he see? Wait till he sees your records. It's a challenge for him. <laughs> My husband's going to send me like two hundred pages of records. <laughs> no, we actually no. only sent three because that's all he would give us. Although I could probably get more, but Sue has a very. Uh, extensive background in eye problems which you would probably want to go and make sure you're very rested and maybe have a drink <laughs> yeah. next to you have a, have a glass of wine next to you <laughs> well i think that like, um, sometimes <laughs> the most complex problem has an easy solution and in homeopathy one of the things i always inquire when did your vision problem begin at birth <laughs> Well, then it could be some some genetic problem, or yeah. in homeopathy, it could have been some disturbance with your mother when she was carrying you. But to be quite honest, she had a car accident yeah. back a few years ago. That's when she actually lost the vision. She cannot see you right now. I'm here next to her holding the computer. Well, that's the, never been well since the car accident. So that wow. opens up a whole list of treatments that we may focus on. Yeah, she was at least independent back then and could mm -hmm. drive. Now she can't read, write drive anything i'm i'm her sole provider right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know remember you said about the emotional now imagine the stress that puts me under because i won't say the word he gets upset with me but you know when you rely on someone there's that b word like you know in there that she keeps saying she's a burden which i don't like to hear that <laughs> now you're not a burden you seem to be a very pleasant lady she is see now the brain gets the brain mm. starts reacting then and i yeah. can't stop a lot of this stuff and i know yeah but you have to you have to stop it also we do have the third sunday of every month we do have a prayer group it's a wonderful group i do believe in the power of prayer right and uh, we have a nice group of people come together and we people that have vision problems and we pray for each other that's the third sunday oh. Yeah, Sue definitely believes in that. She does oh, a I lot of energy work. I do a so lot. So go of to prayers. I'm going to type this in the chart. www.prayersforvision.com. Prayersforvision.com. And sign up and you'll get a notification. Prayers for vision. Okay. Here's a good question here. How do I determine whether I need light therapy and microcurrent? Well, if you're just beginning to have a problem with your eyes or you're worried about your eyes because maybe people in your family went blind, I think all you need is to do is look at nutrition and um, maybe homeopathy, you know, and uh, proper hydration. Read, read the first three chapters of my book, Sun Essentials to Save Your Sight. That's a free download. Um, and those three chapters are important, reducing stress, hydration, and good diet. The only time I recommend microcurrent and light therapy is actually if you have a physical problem with your eyes and you're losing your vision. I mean, I, had, I consulted with the young lady whose eye doctor told her she had glaucoma, but I reviewed the records and said, you don't have glaucoma. It was just an error in your pressure reading. And she wanted to do the microcurrent light therapy. I said, it's not necessary because you don't have glaucoma. There's something called, you know, where you put your attention, it'll grow. If you're worried about glaucoma and you're obsessing about it, you will develop it. So it's not that everybody needs microcurrent and light therapy, but if you do have a pathology in here, there's some evidence that you're losing vision uh, when, my, when my mother was uh, alive, she had severe drusen in her eye. I looked inside her eye and it was like drusen everywhere, but she had good vision and she just controlled her eye health. She didn't need microcurrent or light therapy. She just watched her diet and she had good vision uh, till the day she passed. So I think the three important things are reducing stress, proper hydration and the food that we eat. Those things are critical. Yeah, somebody commented here, 
incandescent light bulbs are being pulled from the market. It's horrible because the compact fluorescent lights give off a blue spectrum. Uh, I interviewed a professor, Hyam, who talked about the dangers of uh, the compact fluorescent lights and blue light. It's a scary, I think if you listen to his interview, you may not be able to sleep at night. He feels it's going to be, it's the biggest health crisis in our country right now, being forced to use the compact fluorescent lights at night. Uh, you can go to um, uh, go to healthyvision.us and there's old podcasts and it's Professor Hyam. It's a really interesting interview that I, I did with him. All right, seeing if there's any more questions here. All right, uh, Safir, hello. You need to unmute. All right. Hi. Hi. Um. So I have a question. I work nights, um, week on, week off, and I do 80 hours in a seven night period. And so is this pro is I'm I haven't gotten the final, um, you know, I guess where you I don't think you've had a chance to look at my records yet because I just recently got it uh, where my doctor's office sent it in. Um, is is the program doable with my kind of schedule? I know well, you say to eliminate stress, but there's no way for me to eliminate stress. <laughs> well, I think there's two parts to the question. Um, there is a disadvantage when you're working at night because that affects your circadian rhythm. So you have to be very careful during the day to avoid all light exposure. So when you're sleeping at night, you got to have those black eye drapes to make sure you get a black room and you got to avoid, you know, all the stimuli that'll affect your circadian rhythm. And, you know, stress is relative. You can have a lot of stress in your life, but it may not adversely affect you. Um, so I think we have to somehow deal with that, find out what your stress is and um, maybe the right homeopathic treatment. And we do have some microcurrent frequencies to reduce stress and also the light therapy. But uh, the big factor is if you're under stress, your body will not heal. You have to reduce the stress. So you got to begin to look at things to reduce that stress. Positive affirmations, prayer, and it may come to a point where you have to eliminate the stress, you know, get a different job or just one thing is changing your perspective about stress. Uh, my wife had a major um, involvement in her life. You know, she was so worried about her son getting married and having children and he's getting too old. And it, was, it was really causing her stress. And after we did the Camino, we walked the Camino de Santiago. It's a 500 mile pilgrimage in Northern Spain. And it's a spiritual pilgrimage. And we learned that everybody has their own Camino, their own life path. And a lot of times the stress is because you're trying to influence other people. And now she has an expression called, it's his Camino. You know, it's his life. Maybe not getting married is the best thing for him. So a lot of times when we have stress, it's kind of um, putting our perspective in things. You know, just letting it be. It shouldn't affect you. But I think that those, I mean, sometimes it's easier said than done you know what i mean oh but, yeah yeah you know don't worry about it it's their problem uh but that's why i think that the light therapy the homeopathy and the microcurrent canal is the catalyst to kind of help your body deal with the stress okay thank you 
Okay, Sue, I think you, or Diane, I thought you were pop. Uh, I just wanted to put in, you probably are, uh, are familiar with Mayor Schneider's work, I'm guessing. Oh, you know what? Mayor Schneider and I, um, we put together a program called the I Rescue Kit years ago. I've done many lectures with him. Yeah. I visited his uh, facility. I've yeah. interviewed him a couple of times on my radio show. So Mir and I, I know him very well. Anyway, I was just going to mention to Sue because his story is so inspiring. He was born blind, basically. And yeah, to deaf parents. I mean, what an amazing situation. But just for somebody in her situation, you know, that's why I mentioned it. Yeah. And he actually doing different treatments. Um, Thank you. Uh, uh, restored his vision. One of my best friends, while well, she recently passed, she was a patient of mine for 10 years and she was totally blind. I mean, she had to use a cane, but she was a patient of mine and I'd do microcurrent on her, light therapy, and every now and then she would, you know, be able to see the sun or whatever. But with all these therapies, she became so perceptive and I would joke with her, I'd say, Lynette, um, you have no vision, but you see everything. I have full vision and I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> so, you know, vision is more than just your eyes. And I met a, a wonderful gentleman. I'm hoping that he's gonna be joining our prayers for vision. I'm doing disability exams for the vets, which I really enjoy. And they send me to, um, you know, locations where there are no eye doctors. So I kind of enjoy the traveling and meeting interesting vets. But I met this vet who uh, was totally blind, totally blind. And he had a, a period of severe depression, you know, drug addiction. And now he's a minister. And he runs a congregation and he's, you know, spreading the word of God. And he has a full life and he's helping people and he's never been happier. And he told me if it wasn't for his blindness, his life would have never evolved to the point where it is now. So there's always, a high, I think there's always a higher reason. But on the other hand, I never like to hear when eye doctors say nothing can be done. But anyway, that blind vet, uh, he's going to begin uh, microcurrent. I have a, a, a used machine I'm going to give him. Uh, but, you know, I think and I think that the microcurrent can help maybe improve his sight a little bit to help him get a little bit more functioning vision. I had another patient. Uh, it was a, a guy with advanced uh, retinitis pigmentosa and he could barely see light. We call it light perception. He could tell if the light was on or off. But after uh, a couple of months of microcurrent, he developed light projection. Light projection means you can see the light, but you can tell what direction it's coming from. And that may seem like an insignificant improvement of vision, but that changed his life. Because now he could walk into a room and he would have a light on in the corner and he would have total orientation to the room. He knew that that was the left corner instead of walking to the room and just seeing light. So it's subtle things like this that we can really help people, uh, you know, have a more productive uh, life. Even with, um, uh, you know, a marked loss of vision. Oh, one other question here, is cataract reversible if we are at an early stage? That's the best time to treat a cataract at an early stage before it develops. If the cataract develops to an advanced stage, it's unlikely that alternative therapies will reverse it. We might be able to help a little bit, but if I see somebody blind from cataract, I'm not going to recommend alternative treatments to reverse the cataract. I will recommend alternative treatments to, to address the underlying cause of the cataract. 
that would be important. You know, it's not normal to get a cataract. I think we have to look at the underlying cause. All right, well, I wanna thank everybody. We're coming to a close. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me. Blessings to all of you. And uh, we have these prospective patients meeting, ask Dr. Kondrat a question uh, once a month and uh, give the office a call if you have any questions or use the free consult.us. Okay, blessings, everybody. Blessings to you too. Okay, take care, bye. Okay. Thank you for all the support, people. I appreciate it deeply. Okay. Thank you, bye. Thank